And now, live, it's time. Carr will go back into the gun. Jacobs cuts middle, walks in. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs, touchdown. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We have a good team. We have a good team that competes with us at all the time. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. We don't feel like effort's been an issue at all. Gets the handoff, bust toward the end. Jackpot, baby. Pinion Drake takes it home. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Welcome back, everybody. JT here in Vegas, home of Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. I interviewed head coach Rich Passaccia. You'll hear that tomorrow in the first hour, or right around this time. We usually play that at hour two, top of the hour, so that'll be tomorrow. And then we get a long weekend. It feels like one of those holiday weekends. It does for me. Three-day weekend to get ready for that Sunday night game. Uh, to kick off the new year here in Vegas where there was just so much excitement in town with New Year's Eve and the holidays. Now we have an opportunity to celebrate the Raiders, but they got to win the game. And today I wanted to talk more about the hype of the game, what this means for the city, fans, tailgating, all of that. I'd like to get your impression on the importance of this historically in Vegas. You know, Vegas has been around a while. A lot of history with Sinatra and the Rat Pack, Elvis, Howard Hughes. You go back to gambling and sports, the Running Rebels basketball team. A great moment. So many athletes live in Vegas. The rodeo. Fights for me, it's boxing at the top. You know the the fights that I've been to with Tyson and Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya. If you were here before I was with Hagler Hearns or Muhammad Ali, you know what I'm talking about. Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. But this is different. This is the NFL, and the NFL's bigger than them all. The NFL is bigger than boxing now. The NFL is the biggest sport in the world, along with global soccer. And we're going to get global soccer here because of Allegiant Stadium. So a lot of people are new to this. You remember about a year ago, people calling in, complaining, how do I get to the game? Where's the traffic? Where do I get dropped off by the Uber? Oh, my God, why don't we buy the golf course for more parking? A lot of complaining. I'm not getting any of it now. People figured it out. The complainers stay away. The fans who are into it and love it and are used to it keep coming, and they're having a great time. It's a phenomenal stadium. It's unique. It's not perfect for tailgating. There's enough slots. I see a lot of empty slots by me when we tailgate in J-Lot, which I'm still a little bit shaking my head about that, why why there is even any empty space. But they're figuring it out. And when you take a look at how you get to the game, just come earlier, get your clear pass downloaded. If you didn't get your vaccine, you can get a vaccine, or you can find a way in between shots to make sure your clear pass is up to date. And they're going to open up the parking lot an hour earlier so you'll be able to see the Madden Cruiser that they brought in from Canton. So John uh, Madden's original bus that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I don't know how they got it out here. I'm assuming they towed it. I don't know if you put it on a flatbed. I don't know if they put it on a plane, a cargo plane. I don't know what they did, but they got it here. Along with John Madden's Hall of Fame Monday Night Football coat and his actual bust from the Hall of Fame. So someone keep an eye on that. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be an extra special tailgate, a really good time, and a lot of people are going to have fun. So what are you doing to make it here? What effort are you making to get to the game, even if you don't have a ticket? You know, miracles do happen. When I was a teenager, I'd go to Grateful Dead shows. I'd see people walking around the parking lot. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. There's no tickets. All of a sudden, boom, they get a miracle of tickets there. 
Maybe you need to get to the parking lot, J-Lot, ask for a miracle, get a ticket. Find your way in there and get in and tailgate and have fun. And then afterwards, I don't talk, I got to do a 90-minute post-game show, which I'm usually one of the last people out of the biz, uh, building with a couple of media guys who are writing columns. But after that, if they win, I'm watching the sun come up. I'm serious, too. I still act like a teenager. Don't ever give me JT, get off my lawn, guy. You know what I do. And that's going to be fun. I am going to go big if they win that game. I expect them to win. And if not, I'll be under the covers. And I'll be done after a long day. I'm expecting a win. I think they match up well. The Chargers are on the road. The Raiders have this game. It was flexed to Sunday night. They got to do whatever it takes to win the game. It's going to be physical. It's going to be nasty. I don't know if it's going to be high scoring. It doesn't. I'm not led to believe that the Raiders want to get in a high-scoring game. But they're getting Darren Waller back, hopefully, so that'll help. Also, Max Crosby, in a few minutes, he just spoke to the media, and we'll play that for you. Fargo Raider, thanks for waiting. Appreciate you being patient. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, JT. Thank you for taking my call. Thank I you. I unfortunately won't be able to get to get to the game. I blew my game budget on the home opener and uh, my birthday game versus Washington. What a load of crap that was. But – I'm going to be here in Fargo watching at a local uh, sports bar, and I was lucky enough to be able to reach out to the Raider Nation here in Fargo. So we'll be a group cheering on the silver and black all the way out here in the frozen tundra. I hope to expect to see the effort that they've been speaking of and the D-line and O-line to do their job, and I think that'll be the key to the game. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, hey hold on, hold on. Do you have a yes, you have a Fargo Raider Nation T-shirt for me? You know, I collect Booster Club T-shirts. I need a, I need a Fargo Raider T-shirt. You got one? I'll, I'll make one. Yeah, make one for me. You, JT. XL yes, Black Fargo. I collect, again, for everybody out there, I collect Raider Booster Club shirts, and my wife made me, you know, she didn't. She, she asked me to maybe move them into the garage at some point because some of them I've had for 20 years. But I like to add to my collection. So anybody listening has a Raider Booster Club T-shirt, XL. I love collecting them. It's a badge of honor for me. And if you got one, send me one. Yes, sir. I'll get one done this month and send it your way, JT. Thank you Thank for you. my call. Yes, and Bobby and I talked about new JT the Brick T-shirts. What you got to do to get a show T-shirt around here? I'm looking for a graphic artist to make the new shirt for 2022 because I love saying 2022 so much. So if we have a T-shirt designer listening out there with the new logo for the JT the Brick Show, I've had all these logos over the years. Uh, you know, microphones coming through brick walls and all of this. I'm looking for something new, something Vegas, something Raider Nation. So help her brother out. Seven zero two three six five. 9,200. Let's keep it moving. 901 Raider in Memphis. Thanks for calling in long distance. How you doing, JT? I'm pulling in the airport now, getting ready to head out, coming your way. Where are you Uh, staying? Where are you staying? I'm I'm staying at the... uh, Luxor, they told me that's the oh, place to see that's beautiful. You know, for our, for our so, friends on the casino corridor, we love everybody. We're, we we like everybody to be successful. Luxor, man, you just come down that elevator. You come out, you make a left, you walk over the Hacienda Bridge, you're right there having a great time. Well, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. My daughter, we're doing our annual daddy-daughter Raider game trip, and so she's flying out tomorrow. I'm flying out today, so... Uh, 
I'm looking forward to it and uh, want to find out where it's the best place to hang out with the Raider fans Saturday night. Well, the Black Hole's having a party I'm trying to get back to. I'm doing a quick overnight to Scottsdale, Phoenix, to get my son back in college. I'm trying to make it to the Black Hole party. Just look online. Uh, go to the Black Hole site of uh, Black Hole fans, and I know they got a big party going on at the Trop, and that's what we're doing today. Okay. We're trying to throw out invites to parties and where everybody's going to be. But I'm trying to – I'm going to be out of town, uh, taking my son back to college with the vehicle. <laughs> And then I'm coming back, okay. I'm racing back, and then we luckily got a Sunday night game, so I'll be around. Okay, okay. I'll see you Sunday. But two things, my, my keys mm-hmm. to the game, are, especially for defense, we've got to maintain situational awareness at all times because you know the referee is going to be looking. on. If we got them on third and long, they're going to be looking to throw a flag. Yeah. So we have got to get off the field in order to, uh, in order to not allow them to sustain drives. And on offense, I think we mm-hmm. really need to look at uh, – Josh Jacobs on the wheel route, match him up with sure. a linebacker, and look at Waller and the tight ends on the seam route. And I think That's if we do those point. two things, especially on defense, I think we can really control the game. we got to get off the field on third downs. I agree with you. Thanks for the phone call. When you look at the Chargers' defense, they're giving up 361 yards a game. Raiders are giving up less than 330. And the Chargers are giving up 224 passing yards a game. The Raiders 214. But here's the key. The Chargers defense is giving up 136.7 rushing yards to the Raiders 116. The Chargers do a better job defending the pass than the run. And look, when the Chargers are on offense with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Justin Herbert's not afraid to throw to him on third down and get a flag. You nailed that. I think the referees are going to play a role in this game. They are going to play a role in this game because the referees love to throw flags. And please, 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 as Will Ferrell says, please, please, Derek Carr, on third and anything over 10, please find a way to throw it past the marker and get a flag. Please, Derek Carr, throw it in the end zone for a flag first and goal at the one. The thing that drives me nuts is sometimes third and 14 for the Raiders feels like third and 40. On third and 14, the Raiders check down. They look to get a miss, tackle. They come up with a nine-yard gain, and they punt. Throw the freaking ball 14 yards and get a flag. Let Waller go for a high-point catch. Get to Sean Watson and a flag down the line. Don't throw it underneath on third down because if you don't get it, Justin Herbert gets another possession. And Justin Herbert wants to kick the Raiders' ass. He has no fear of this team. He wants to attack. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he's damn good. So when the Raiders have an opportunity to throw to the chains, I hope they're able to do it. I hope they're able to do it. Because you got to, you got to get your, your head wrapped around picking up first downs on third and long, not picking up, you know, a chunk play so you can just punt again. And what the Chargers will do on third and 14 is they'll get nine yards and they'll go for it on fourth down. I talked about that with the coach. You got a team coming in that loves to go for it on fourth down. Doesn't it make sense that if the Chargers want to go for it on fourth down, the Raiders should be in attack mode on third down? How many times this year... Did you see third and eight, third and nine, and a ball thrown underneath? A lot. That can't happen against the Chargers. 
You can do that against Cleveland with Nick Mullins. You can do that against some of these cornerbacks. You can't do that against Justin Herbert. He'll make you pay every time. Your friendly neighborhood Raider man checking in on Howie Long's birthday. Raider man, I heard you giving love to double zero Jim Otto's birthday. Now it's Howie Long uh, birthday 62. What's happening? What's happening? Man, ain't it beautiful how the days just keep piling up, man? Shout out to Howie. Happy birthday, brother, man. And, man, it's good to see you still holding it down, Doc. You know how deep this black hole thing runs for me. And, you know, I feel like in a seriously, seriously privileged position. Like, you know, life is too precious. And I'm forced to look at that, man, with bright eyes and bushy tails right now because if you think about it realistically, you know, our brother, man, Cisco, he's doing his job over there and, you know, holding it down as the president of the Las Vegas chapter of Black Hole doing his best to expand the brand and all that. But I'm in a privileged position where I'm coming out for a potentially playoff implication game. And our brothers that didn't make it, I'm going to have to wear their spirits on my chest. Mm-hmm. Our brother, President you know, Black Hole Rob, God rest. You know, I'm coming in representing Jonathan and Naomi and Natalie and Queen Rachel. You know, I'm coming in representing June Buzz and Maldo. And Raider Hitler. Man, it's just too many people to start listing names, man. I'm thinking about our brother back, Black Hole Bastard. Some of the things that we've, we've grown through. I mean, it's like serious life afflictions. And we as a family have literally been growing through. But now here we are. The thing that we would normally gather for is it's, I get an opportunity to come as the sole, almost original House of Pain member, if you will. And that's crazy because I'm an adopted child. Think of the road that we've hold to get to this point, JT. I'm talking about literally blood, sweat, and tears from a fan base because we care about this thing. And it's not like the team can't do it because I know we're talented on the field. But tapping this spirit into what you're working on growing over there in Vegas, shout out, I'm talking about, look, shout out to Stoner Dude. Shout out to my mentor, Raider Rob, out there, man. Shout out to the beautiful black hole, Steph. Because I'm talking about walking through the mud, ten toes deep, with your noses in it from day one. And you walking into a place right now that you don't even know. It's like I'm a rookie walking into the black hole. And that blew my mind. I'm like, how? Wow. I never conceived. So I got to give shouts out, too, because, you know, Mark David deserves a lot of credit. Everybody can throw arrows, but I've never built a stadium. I don't know what it's like to be a, you know, quote-unquote billionaire. I know what it's like to be wealthy. But I love this thing so much that I sacrifice every penny I got just to be a part. I tell you what, I'm coming for Sunday night. This football game, we're coming for blood. And they better know it. Because this is bigger than football, baby. This is about tradition. And this is opportunity. And sometimes in life, that's all you get. When you're scratching for opportunities and you don't get them, you sound like this. So we coming. Tap into this spirit, Raiders. Whoever you are, I know you feel me. We coming for blood, baby. JT, two days. I see what I'm looking at you, baby. Raiders! Good to hear from you. Raider man will be there. Another one traveling. Another fan who said, uh, I got to be there. I'm going. Another fan saying, I have to find my way to Las Vegas for Sunday Night Football on NBC. Max Crosby, he just spoke to the media. We'll play that for you coming up next. Why? Because I'm friends with Mad Max. 
I love Mad Max, and I got that right when he came in. I told you he'd be great. He is great. He's a pro bowler. We'll hear what he had to say at his press conference. Steph McKenzie from 97 won the point. Die hard, Raider Nation. Die hard here in Vegas. And then the Dean of Sports, Chris Matthews. I'm not done. I'm just getting going. Brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. Uh, you know, he's a, he's definitely a good player. Uh, a lot of respect for him. Um, but you know, bringing uh, bringing that question back on us on our defense. You know, we have a lot of things that uh, we can do to make sure we execute this time around. And it's a lot of great things that we did uh, the last time we played this team and played this quarterback. So uh, we're just looking forward to you know showing our improvements. That's Yannick Ngakwe. He's incredible. He really is. He acts like a long-term Raider. I love that about some Raiders over the years. They, they act like they've been here 10 years in regards to leadership. JT for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson, built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taking the same dedication to his new craft spirit line, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Woodson Whiskey is not your average bourbon. It's unique as it's finished with the same wine barrels that Charles makes his wine with. It gives it a spicy caramel finish. Available at over 70 Las Vegas grocery and fine liquor stores. Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, the official whiskey of the JT The Brick Show. Mad Max Crosby, a little while ago, met the media over in Henderson. Here it is. Hey, Max. Cassie Soto with the Las Vegas Review Journal. With how much that is on the line on Sunday, what sort of show are you hoping to put on that your team will put on for the fans who are super excited for this game? Yeah, you know, uh, it's going to be, you know, a one play at a time mentality, you know, from start to finish. Uh, everything matters. Um, we got to play clean, good football. You know, everyone's going to be out there. It's going to be a blackout um, in Vegas. It's going to be so much fun. So we look forward to it. We don't want to, you know, overthink anything or try to be Superman out there. We just want to do our job and focus on what we got to get done. Max, this is Hondo Carpenter. Rich Versace hates talking about himself, so I need your help to let us in a little bit on him. But he praises you guys all the time. Guys that aren't even on special teams love him. From the staff to the players. You guys love him. You supported. You rallied around him. What is it about Rich Bisaccia that has won the respect and admiration of so many of you in that building? Well, he's the same guy um, every single day. Um, he works. He works his ass off. Um, he's you know he's going to keep it real no matter what. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, if I need something, he's the first guy I go to. Um, no matter you know since day one, since I got here three years ago. So he's just one of those guys that you want in your corner and you know you're going to have in your corner for life. So um, the guys respond really well to him, and, you know, I love having him, you know, as my head coach. Can't hear anything. Yeah, we can't hear you. Is that, is that you, Vinny? Sorry, man. This is really bad. I, I, we take press conferences because the media. Bobby, get that queued up. I want to finish it. Because the media now has gone back to Zoom because of COVID. The media has gone back to Zoom 
some of these press conferences are a little bit rough and patchy because there's a delay in the questions. I apologize, but I want to hear the rest of this. So let's go back to Mad Max Crosby a few minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> Max, uh, you, you kind of just talked about it, but is this is this scenario, you know, winning or in essentially a playoff game, is this kind of what you grow up thinking about? Is this is this what you're focused on as a kid, like making to the football, making to the NFL? Yeah, you know, uh, when you get into the NFL, you know, that's what you think about is Super Bowls, playoffs, things of that nature. Um, and ever since I got here, you know, we've been close. Um, but now we're, you know, the closest we've been. So we're not there yet. And that's, you know, what I keep reminding myself every day. Um, every day I come into meetings, practice, everything, um, that we're not there yet. You know, we, we do have a, a feel-good story and people, you know, everyone's talking about us and we've gone through a lot and things like that. But if we lose, um, a lot of people are going to forget about it, uh, to be realistic. So for me, I'm, you know, doing everything I possibly can um, personally to be, you know, in the best position, you know, on Sunday to, to help our team win. Hey, Max, I know how bad all you guys want this uh, to, to win on Sunday, like you said, but uh, Derek specifically, he's, he's been here eight years. He's talked about getting a chance to start in the playoffs over and over and over. Uh, is there a little extra incentive? I mean, how bad do you guys want to deliver one of your team captains to an opportunity he's looked for for so long? Yeah, of course. You know, Derek, you know, me and Derek have an awesome relationship. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Uh, and you know, he's, he wants to win, you know, every, you know, everybody wants to win, but I know Derek for sure, you know, he's been here eight years and he hasn't been able to play in the playoffs yet. You know, obviously the one year they made it, but he was hurt. So, um, yeah, you know, I'll go to, you know, I talk about Derek all the time and I don't, you know, in the media and things like that, I, I can go over and over and say things about him, but he knows how I feel, you know, behind the scenes cause I got his back and he knows that. So, you know, there's nothing more than I want to see than Derek Carr, you know, playing, as our quarterback in the playoffs. Two more, Paul. Hey, Max, Paul Gutierrez here. Uh, you know, there's going to probably be a little bit of scoreboard watching going on Sunday morning because you guys played the late game and, and your fate could, pro you know, could realistically be solved by the time you guys take the field. And yet there's this strange scenario in which you and the Chargers can both get in by just tying. How do you not let things like that enter your mind and just try to stay focused? I know Derek said that he he wanted he didn't want any TVs on. He didn't want to know all day long. How do you personally kind of factor all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit different in that way. Um, you know, I'm one of the guys that's looking and I'm watching games before our games um, in the locker room and stuff like that. Um, I just love football and I you know I try to I try to make it as light as I possibly can. You know, no matter what. You know, I'm not gonna. Football is a kid's game playing by a bunch of grown men. So it's like I don't want to overthink and freak out and be like, all right, I'm not watching anything. I'm going to just, you know, sit. like I'm locked in. I, when I put in, by the time I get to Sunday, I know all the work I put in and I'm ready and relaxed. And, uh, yeah, you know, no matter what happens, we got to win. You know, we, we, you know, I'm not going to say anything about the Chargers. You know, it's just we want to win this game. I know that. And everybody's motivated to, you know, get back out there and show everybody, you know, what we can do. Uh, Max, you can say whatever you want about the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I'll save that uh, maybe for another okay. time. Um, the, when you when you play most teams, there's so much focus on third down, right? Get off the field on third down. Well, for this team, it's it's get off the field on fourth down, right? I mean, you're, there's no punt and no field goals really for this team. Like they they go for it a lot on fourth. So does that change the mindset, the mentality at all? Um, you know, I think 
they do a lot of good things. You know, on offense, they, they believe in their guys, you know. So if it's fourth and short and things like that, we got to be ready. You know, they'll, they'll go for it. They do it all the time. I think in the Chiefs game, they did it like four or five times or something like that. So, um, yeah, you know, if it's three plays and get off the field or four plays, it really doesn't matter. We just got to take it one play at a time, you know, be on top of everything, um, get lined up. They like to quick count, do things like that. So everybody just got to be locked in um, on their job and, and stay focused from start to finish. All right, that's Max Crosby. You know, some people have said he's an overachiever. No, he's not. He's still achieving achieving greatness. This guy, his work ethic, he loves being a Raider. He's lived up to the hype, and he, he continues to get better. What a draft pick. What a Raider. If you can hit on a couple more Max Crosbys at other position groups, this team will be a perennial playoff team for years to come. Our good friend Chris Matthews joins us from 8 News Now. Chris, I was watching the 11 last night, man. You were excited. You, you couldn't wait to get to the Raiders knowing that the Knights have the Rangers in town. You were all on the Raiders. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking. I appreciate you having me on. Also, I was just thinking how big this game is for Las Vegas, and I was trying to go back. You know, we've had some big individual sporting events, big fights, big UFC, mob boxing. But I was thinking, when was the last time a team sport in Las Vegas generated so much hype and excitement with something like this. I have to, I probably have to go back to 2008 when Lon Kruger and Wink Adams beat BYU in the Mountain West Championship game, and the city was going nuts. And it's been that long since we now have another opportunity just to, to revel and, and, and get excited about this big game coming up on Sunday night. I'm pretty fired up. Chris, I've sat next to you at championship fights. Conor McGregor, legendary start, knocked down in eight seconds. You know, we've been to a lot of events together, but it's football. It's the NFL. And because the Raiders are here, the Pro Bowl's here, the Super Bowl's coming, the NFL draft, where they're trying to get a million people and break the record in Nashville. But this is different. This is different. With Kansas City in the division, it's going to take a lot to host home playoff games until they take out the Chiefs. So this is kind of like a bonus regular season game. I'm not calling it a playoff game because you got to earn getting into the playoffs, but this is about as close as you can get to that. It really is. And when you think about what Derek Carr said yesterday, that he, he, you know you can't put too much emphasis on this because they played three games previous to this that have been like playoff games that they had to win to get in. The next game, you had to win against Denver, get in. You had to beat the Colts to get in, and now you got this game right in front of you, where if you beat the uh, the Chargers, you're in. So what kind of? That's just a great scenario. I think it was uh, it was either J.K. Wright or Yannick Ngakwe yesterday who mm-hmm. talked about this is a game that everybody will remember for the rest of their lives. Playing in a game at Allegiant Stadium with a win and you're in scenario. Chris Matthews, eight news now. Chris, when you were out on the dirt. When you were out with Mark Davis on the dirt with Tommy White and the 872 laborers, and they were trying to just build this thing, did you ever envision that that dirt would turn into tailgate slots with flags now and classic cars and barbecues? I mean, you've been out here a while doing this, and now this tailgate opportunity Sunday night in Vegas is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience here. Yeah, you know, it really is. When, and. and... In fact, I had my uh, daughter two weeks ago come out to her very first NFL game. I gave him my tickets, and they're my son-in-law. And I said, you got to go experience the, the, uh, the characters, the carnival atmosphere. Raider Nation is so unique. You'll absolutely love it. So they walked down there where the black hole and the cars and walking through all the music and just having a blast and taking pictures with, with all the characters. And they come back and they say, Dad, this is the coolest thing. 
It is so much fun. And that's what you get when you come to Las Vegas. When you mix Las Vegas, the Raiders and that the carnival Raider Nation characters and, and just how fun they are, boy, you got an instant ingredient for success. You know, Chris, I'm a mercenary on the radio. I rarely take a night off when I could be on, but I wish I was off tonight for Golden Knights Rangers with Reeves coming back and Gallant. Uh, there's been a couple of unbelievable games, that Nashville game where they came up short, but other great games. What's at stake for this hockey game when you take a look at this? Rangers only come here once a year. There's a lot of New Yorkers in the market. There's a tough ticket, too. Yeah, it really is when you think about it. They've only been here four times. Uh, mm -hmm. to Las Vegas. They're on a three-game winning streak. They have 22 wins. The Knights have 22 wins. They have 48 points. Vegas has 45 points. So you got the Metropolitan leader against the Pacific Division leader in a big matchup. You know what was really fun? I thought this was terrific last night or yesterday when uh, the media had a chance to talk to Ryan Reeves, who next to Marc-Andre Fleury had to be a fan favorite, and then Gerard Gallant, who was just a, a player's coach, a good guy. Both of them talked about in fact it was Reeves who said I just hope I don't yell night during the national anthem and even Gallant brought it up about the national anthem how it's going to bring back lots of memories when all those fans yell night but I thought that was pretty humorous where where Ryan Reeves was man I just hope I don't yell night but you know in his mind under his breath he'll say night I guarantee it I promise Chris Matthews as we wrap it up eight news now you know I'm a big fan of Kevin Kruger Lon Kruger, I saw the Rebels game was postponed, a COVID outbreak. The Raiders had a COVID issue. A lot of guys like Waller have cleared that now to play. You know, Chris, it's still a backdrop story here in town with concerts and shows and the casino corridor as we're still fighting through COVID here in the start of the new year. Yeah, it's been tough. And, and Kevin, you know, the, the ladies have played a couple of games. They haven't been hit but uh, Kevin Kruger's running Rebels have certainly been hit a little bit and canceling game. Mountain West has postponed a bunch of games, and I don't know where they're going to be able to make all those games up, uh, whether they're forfeits and you just move on to the Mountain West tournament coming up in March because there's a lot of games that have been postponed because of COVID. So what did you do when you heard this game was flexed to Sunday night? I know your schedule with the pregame show on TV and what you do with live shots. I see in the press box at every game. Walk me through a Chris Matthews Sunday from breakfast with the family all the way. You probably walk through the, uh, the front door of your home at 1, 2 in the morning, Chris. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Our day starts out about 6 a.m. when I get up and I head in for an 8 o'clock uh, Raider, uh, Raiders pregame show that we do yep. each and every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. We have Las Vegas and former Super Bowl champion Brandon Marshall. Uh, he helps us out a linebacker there with the Broncos. Played. Uh, he was invited mm -hmm. to uh, to the Raiders camp there, so we do that. Then we just get fired up. I'll be watching the games. I'll be watching to see what the Colts and the Jags do. I'll be watching to see what the Steelers and the Ravens do, and then I am fired up. And then I'll probably head over early because remind the Raider Nation fans that, about the Madden bus and all the, the bust and the, the bus and, and all the memorabilia, just a chance to take a picture with the uh, the Madden Cruiser. All that stuff's going to be so much fun. And then to have his, his wife and family light the torch is going to be a remarkable night once again here in Las Vegas. It's going to be incredible. You're a big part of it because you're always covering everything that happens in Vegas with sports and especially from a fan interactive perspective. I'll see you Sunday, Chris. Thanks for making time for us. All right. Thank you very much, JT. Have a great day. You too, Chris Matthews, 8 News Now. Watch him every night. Do 11 o'clock. Get off the radio with 10. Wife and I are knocking off Yellowstone. We're pounding through two episodes a night. And then we 11 o'clock, we're right into Chris. You know, I wake up with the Wagners, Dana and Kim. Friends spent New Year's with the Wagners, name drop alert. You know, waking up with the Wagners and going to bed at night. 
watching sports with Chris Matthews. Love it. Steph McKenzie. Speaking of what I listen to, I listen to rock and roll. The premier Raider rock jock in town. Steph McKenzie will fire you up next, I promise you. Yeah, I think our team's in a good place, Vinny. I think um, with us being in that playoff kind of mindset for a month now, um, we, re- we like I said, I think I've said a couple times, we realize you know what's at stake this week, and you know, we realize what's been at stake for the last couple weeks, and um, it's exciting, you know, um, it really is. But I, I do have all the confidence in the world in our team um, to to be ready to play. You know, we're not going to be too high in the motions of it and all that kind of stuff. We know what we need to do. We know what's gotten us here to this point. Um, and it's going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to do against a really good football team. And they, they beat us. They got after us, especially in that first half when we played them. Uh, they came out. They were intense. Uh, they were flying around and uh, playing good football. So uh, we know it's going to be a tough task, tall task, uh, but excited. You know, we always got to put the ball down and compete. It's going to be fun. One more question, Paul. Yeah, that is Derek Carr, the quarterback, in the biggest game of his career. Remember when he led the Raiders to the playoffs, he broke his ankle on Christmas Eve in 2016, wasn't able to play in that playoff game, but he got the team to the playoffs. Hasn't played in a playoff game. This is his next best shot as I bring in Steph McKenzie. 97 won the point, as she is a diehard, lifelong Raider fan and Steph, that's your guy, Derek Carr. Time for him to continue to play well and get a big game so we can talk playoffs. Oh, my gosh. My heart is beating out of my chest as it has been since we wrapped up last weekend. And, I mean, can you just feel the excitement? Everyone is ready for this. It's like on social media, it's out of control with just getting you ready for Sunday. I have a feeling you must not like these, you know, close, low-scoring games. You like a little bit more of the Raiders putting up 34, winning by a touchdown. These games, the last couple of weeks, edge of your seat, ugly games, but talk about the Raiders making plays late in the game to seal these games. Well, and I think that's something that you and I have been talking about for, what, the last two years? It's like, are we almost conditioned to it? We don't want it. We don't like it, but that's kind of where we're at. And you don't want to see that this weekend. You always hope for the best in those first two quarters that we just come out with a bang and that we're up at least by 14 points is what you hope for. But even though we've been on the edge of our seats up to the end, hey, at the end of the day, a win is a win, right? You can't take it away from us. Steph McKenzie joins us. It looks like we don't want to guarantee everything, but Darren Waller is making all the steps from the injury. He was on COVID reserve to get cleared to play in this game. Hopefully good news coming out of tomorrow's practice as we get ready for the late Sunday game. I think that step's going to be the difference here because if they don't double-team Waller, he could have the big game. And if they double-team him, Hunter Renfro's been incredible. Well, and now you've got two explosive uh, teammates right there, right? Yeah. So going after one or the other, so now you don't have to worry. You know, I don't know about you, but watching it last week, you were like, Oh, my God, we keep going to Hunter Renfro. Oh, my God, again. Oh, my! Oh, thank God. Oh, this is working. Like, you just get a little nervous on that. Now, when you have both of them coming in, you just, you just feel that excitement. Yeah, Steph, you know, I'm, on a, I'm a simple guy, as you know. And I say if a guy's hot, like Waller was in that first game with Baltimore, I think he had 20 targets or 19. And now Renfro's get, accounting for 80% of cars completion if it's working stick with it i look if the sean jackson i'd like to see him get more touches 
But on third and six or nine, I'm more comfortable with Renfro making the big play now, maybe even more than Waller because Renfro's been so hot. Yeah, and that's who we've been watching, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. I never want to get too all my eggs in one basket, I guess, for a lack right. of a better saying, because going into this game, we've seen it. Oh, everyone's into Renfro. Everyone's into Renfro. But are the Chargers into Renfro? Because we've seen that happen. And it's a division rivalry. And we can make the playoffs. So I just, I, I'm a little nervous about that. So it makes me more excited that Waller's in as well. Steph McKenzie, 97, won the point. So, you know, I listen in the mornings now with my new schedule up with the workout <laughs> right. and uh, listening to you. And I was interested the last couple of days where there's a lot of your listeners who love the Knights, love the Raiders, but understand the importance of this moment for the Raiders and to have a game in primetime on Sunday night. What have your listeners been saying? Well, everyone's pretty excited about it. I think there's so much going on this week, right? we got the playoffs. And the big news a lot of listeners have been calling is about Waller. Like, he's back, he's cleared. You know, keep all the Raiders and their family members in a bubble. Don't go anywhere. Have everything delivered to your house. You know, don't get sick. And then, of course, with Reeves coming back tonight and the big win, win, big one on Saturday with the Blackhawks coming in, that's going to be awesome with Flurry. You know, we were talking about the potential. We don't want the Super Bowl to be canceled in L.A. due to COVID. They canceled the Grammys, and that's a big deal because that's the Super Bowl of music. And I know you were talking about it. We still have some time with the Super Bowl, but the COVID concerns in California are big, especially with the politics there. Is that something that came up on your show? Well, we talked about the Grammys, we talked about the Oscars, mm-hmm. and it would be such a bummer when that, that was the third, you know, pos- mm-hmm. possibly positive one that they were going to pull because the Grammys, Oscars got pulled. Then that third news hit that day that it could have been moved from SoFi. And that would be just such a bummer for the people that wanted to go, that new stadium. I mean, you've been there, yeah. Yeah, I've been, it, it's been I mean, great. And, no, I haven't, no I, I've driven by. I haven't been to a game yet at SoFi because, you know, with the COVID protocols, the Raiders, I've been traveling this year. But I think with the ventilation and the wind coming in and, you know, what could happen, it's not a completely closed-in stadium, that they'll be able to do that. What's been, what's been happening on the concert front? What's been happening with entertainment here? I know there's a lot. We talked about this with Johnny Katz, and I saw him tweeting Box office needs to get going again after this Raiders weekend. There's a lot of performers counting on the month of January. Well, you know, it was a bummer about David Lee Roth, and it Mm. it was good as far as his press release, but a bummer if you're into the rock world because there's nothing in the horizon for him coming back. But, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are coming. Metallica's coming. Billy Billy Joel's coming. I mean, those are big concerts that we still have to look forward to. And I know we live right in the moment now, especially in the past few years, but mm-hmm. everything keeps, keeps going forward, and we're doing pretty well with all that. We've got um, cheap, possibly. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just yes, did. So with one of our partners, yeah. <laughs> we nope. could be giving away those tickets next week as well on Fox and McKenzie. All right, walk me through your Sunday. This is big for you. Your Sunday, late game. The game got flexed into a night game. I know you like to flex when you're working out, showing off your guns, but uh, what happens (laughs) here on Sunday? How does that affect you? Because I feel for you. What time time do you got to get up Monday for your show? Uh, I usually get up about 4. Okay, so I'm going to call our bosses and figure out a way for you to – there's got to be a way that you're going to stay up Sunday night after the Raider victory. I mean, you've got to keep it going. Come on. 
Well, okay, I'll tell you what. First of all, it's Raider ritual, and it's always like that, and we're on a long day, so everybody's got to have their Raider stuff on. You can only talk Raider stuff, or it has to be quiet. And then, to be very fair, it depends on the way that the game is going, what I'm going to drink during the game. (laughs) I'm going to be very fair. (laughs) Well, what's unfortunate to you is you have to shut down your drink because you have to be on the air so early in the morning where I'm the opposite. I'm off Sunday night. That depends, JT. Sometimes I could keep going, and it just is what it is. <laughs> well, you, you should see me on the post-game show when I'm looking at all the taps in the Bedello Lounge after a victory. I'm looking at those taps, and they're talking back to me. But i got to wait 90 minutes after the victory. Right. I, am th- I, I am thinking of you. This is big. You were here long before the Raiders were here. You were representing the Raiders on the road in Denver with those scoundrels, Kansas City, Winnipeg, all of that. This is a big weekend for you and your family. Please get a victory. Oh, my God, please get a victory. Like, just praying to the football gods this weekend. But you know what, JT? You know, I always have a little bit of psychic inabilities and or abilities, either way, depending on who you're talking to. And I almost feel like we're going to have a great score for us. And I'm going out because I know you're going to ask me. I'm just going to throw it out there. Mine is 27-17, the Raiders. Wow, 27. I don't think you can do that to the Chargers. I don't think you can beat the Chargers by 10 points. I think you got to beat the Chargers by hey, three to I four. Can... But I know I'll take it. I'll take it all day. Hey. I just think you know, we've had callers who have said 35-21. We've had a lot of people looking at a blowout here. It'd be nice, but these games have always been really, really rough at Allegiant Stadium. They're always on the line. With about five minutes to go in those games, you know what I mean? They've, they've been tough games at Allegiant to put away, but I hope they put it away Sunday night. Well, and I just think that, like, one thing, I don't hate the Chargers like I loathe the Broncos. A good team, whatever. I always <laughs> want to be better than them. Obviously, Raiders are my love. But I think going into this game, they have a little bit of cockiness, in my opinion, from what I've seen, what I've read, how they've been acting, mm-hmm. that just makes, it, makes me feel more confident about us. And I love... I love Carr's attitude week after week, win or lose. You know, he really is a team player, and he's bringing that team together. Again, having Waller back, I think, just brings it up another notch for us this week, and the excitement is out of control. Thank you, Steph. Have a good weekend. Rooting for you Sunday night. Uh, Thank you. Go Raiders! Steph McKenzie, 97, won the point. You should be listening to her in the morning. She is the most famous rock jock in town, and she does a great job. Fox and McKenzie, 97, won the point. I love listening to them. So that's it. Uh, This was fun today. We wanted to make this show today about the fans and the fans locking in and having a good time at this game and the tailgate. So everybody, you know, get up on social media. Include me on your social media at JT The Brick. Tell me where your tailgates are. We've gotten a lot of good invites to tailgates throughout the course of the show here. So thanks to everybody. Joe in San Jose. Joe, you coming to the game or watching it up in the Bay? Jose. Hello, Joe. JT, this is, you had it right. This is Big Jose from San Jose. I used to be a season ticket holder at the Coliseum. I was there at the Raiders' last game at the Coliseum twice. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm excited. I mean, my, my family treated me. They said, hey, pick one game on the calendar this year that you want to go to. And, I, you know, as fate would have it, I chose this one. This is, this is going to be mm. big. I'm excited. I can't wait to get there. It's going to be my first experience at the Dead Star and I just, you know, I can't wait to get to Grimaldi's because you've been hyping it up since I've been listening to Raider Nation Radio. Yes. And it's awesome, man. Hey, I just want to ask you a quick question. Doesn't mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro give you shades of uh, Belitnikov, especially after the way he got up and caught that ball 
and ran yeah. after he was, you know, we, we thought he was missed and then got up and ran. But I just see that connection between between Renfro and Carr, like Stabler and Belitnikov. And, you know, it, it just mm-hmm. brings back, like, this excitement and this energy of, you know, go Raiders. You know what I mean? Yeah, thanks a lot for the phone call, and I appreciate you checking in. Uh, have a good time. Try to find us up at the Torch. We'll be at the Torch for the pregame show. And I talk to Fred Bolitnikoff almost every day, and I'm really proud. I talk to my dad every day, and I talk to Fred almost every day. And Fred early on, because the College Football Award is named after him, the Bolitnikoff Award, and everything that he's been able to do in the past, uh, he connected with Hunter early. Fred got that from his time in Napa, the time in Vegas. Fred's coming in again for this game. Fred plays a big role with the alumni, with Jim Otto, arguably. And all the Raider alumni are equally important. Equally important. But Bolitnikov is a Hall of Famer. He loves Hunter Renfro. I mean, loves the guy. And that's what's so cool about this organization. When Cliff Branch was alive, Cliff would be on the sidelines before the game with Mark Davis, and Cliff would be talking to the receivers. Now, no matter who the receiver was, Cliff would offer up advice. And it's just great to see Freddie coming out here for all the games in Vegas. And he comes in, and I know he connects with Hunter Renfro, and is really proud of him. He's really proud of the success that he's having. And so is Tim Brown. You know, when you look at the record of Tim Brown and receptions, Timmy, Timmy's already in the Hall of Fame. He's got the Heisman Trophy. Timmy wants to spread the love out to everybody. He really does. So Tim is excited. Charles Woodson is excited about Trayvon Merrick and all these players here. The alumni are a gift for, for the current players. The alumni are a gift. When Jim Otto and Tom Flores come, Tom Flores is in this weekend. How cool is that? They're all going to be here. Jim Plunkett will be live from the torch with us, which will be really exciting. So we're ready to go. Uh, tomorrow will be more about the X's and O's, my conversation with Rich Passaccia, brought to you by AnyTiresPlus.com. Why pay 20 or $30 for a smog inspection when you can only pay $5.95 at AnyTiresPlus? Complimentary road hazard protection for 24 months with the purchase of any new complete set of tires at Any Tires Plus. To receive any of these great offers at Any Tires Plus, just mention my name, JT, and they'll take care of you at 350 North Boulder Highway. A little bit of a drive for me in Deep Henderson, excuse me, Deep Summerlin, but I love going out to Boulder Highway. Why wouldn't I? That's the home of Any Tires Plus. Woo! All right, got one more show tonight. Then I'll have my bucket of Modellos tomorrow. Hey, the Madden Cruiser's in town. Get your picture with the Madden Cruiser on game day Sunday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Q on deck, Vinny on the home of the Raiders. Raider Nation Radio. Have a great day.